The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Hey, welcome to the show, and what a great show are we going to have today. But I have to start by saying one thing. I said it the last time. I'll say it today. Section 503. Is that awesome or what? Now Americans with disabilities will really have the chance to work. But I have to tell you about my guest today. I have to tell you about Secretary Landgraf. She is one of the most awesome people that I know. She's fantastic. I love her. And before I go any further, you know I'm going to tell you something. She is the real deal, okay? She's the real deal. I just love her. I love her and everything she does for people with disabilities. So welcome to the show, Secretary Landgraf. Oh, thank you, Joyce. And you know the feeling is mutual, um, relative. You know, I I love you and everything that that you do to promote employment of persons with disabilities, and really appreciate your energy and your drive and in, in making that that happen across our country. Well, Rita, you are doing so much to be that leader in our country. So, how about this? How about if you tell our listeners first about your position? as Secretary of the Department of Health and Social Services for the great state and first state of Delaware. And and thank you for highlighting Delaware as the first state. We were the first state to ratify the Constitution, and we um, like to be first. And, you know, along with Governor Jack Markell, I hope to really make Delaware first in in the promotion and hiring of individuals with disabilities in state government as well as in um, the business market. Uh, at, here at the Department of, Social, of Health and Social Services, we are the largest department in state government. Uh, and we do have the responsibility. It's, it's, you know, a very meaningful mission that we have here. It's to promote health and well-being. It's to promote self-sufficiency. And it is to protect vulnerable populations. And I am fortunate enough to have a, a variety of divisions that are home here to the department. We actually make up 12 divisions. But, you know, we also are home to the Medicaid program, as well as to those services impacting people with disabilities. So it's great to have that ability to leverage not only Medicaid, but also to look at those services across the spectrum, supporting people with disabilities, and to be able to more or less modernize them into an empowerment program that will support people in, uh, you know, accessing employment, being promoted within their employment, and really being able to live that American dream that people without disabilities have had access to um, and those with disabilities have been challenged in that arena. Well, is it that what it's all about? And you work in all of those areas. You're, you're, you, as you said, you have the largest division as a cabinet head in Delaware, and you would cover everything to do with the employment of people with disabilities. And, and I also work collaboratively with our sister or agency at the Department of Labor, um, and that's home to the Division of Vocational Rehabilitation. So we do have, you know, a very close connection there, as well as with my sister agency, the Department of Education. Because, you know, Joyce, uh, access to employment doesn't start when you're an adult. It actually starts way before that. And for people with disabilities, you know, it, it, it needs to start very, very young and looking at the expectations 
far too long. I know when I was growing up, you know, people at that time weren't even integrated into our education system, um, and that was a critical milestone in the civil rights for people with, with disabilities. But we haven't advanced to the degree that, that we need to ensure that people with disabilities are treated with the same expectation as people that do not have disabilities, especially in that career ladder and especially in exploration. You know, people can be what they want to be, uh, and, you know, we take that for granted uh, when we do not have a disability. So, you know, again, my home at the Department of Health and Social Services has some specific agencies that are under my purview, but this is about expanding, you know, even into early intervention. Wow. <clears throat> that is awesome. Awesome, awesome. So, Rita, you work for, in my opinion, one of the greatest governors in the United States, Governor Jack Markell. But, you know, many of the listeners, if they don't know you, how did you first get involved in working in the public sector? Because I think that part is very important. Well, and, and I've worked um, actually under Governor Markell as his uh, appoint, appointee um, as secretary for the Department of Health and Social Services. I began actually in the public sector in 2009. But as far back as the 80s, I was on the outside and actually attempting to influence the public sector relative to, you know, enhancing opportunities for persons with disabilities and primarily in the advocacy world of disability and, and aging. And I um, actually started my career uh, as, as an advisor with the Client Assistance Program, which is a program as part of vocational rehabilitation that works with individuals in ensuring that they get the appropriate s services through vocational rehabilitation. So even as an intern in college, my first you know, uh, career out of the gate was actually in the area of employment for persons with disabilities, uh, and I've carried that throughout my career. Uh, you know, Joyce, for a while there, I, you know, questioned whether I can influence more um, being on the outside of government and constantly, you know, kind of pushing that envelope forward, or if indeed um, being on the inside of government and looking at, you know, more intimately how we can create those public policies and, uh, you know, bring policy to practice that would really focus on that employment first concept. And I'm, I'm happy to say, you know, I, I believe that under the leadership of Governor Jack Markell um, and because of his tremendous leadership and insight, we are, you know, making some pretty, pretty significant inroads in, in this area. Now, saying that, Joyce, we still have a long way to go. And, and you've been on the road with us as the governor highlighted this as part of his agenda as chair of the National Governors Association, where, you know, you came to the table and provided us with tremendous insights from your perspective uh, and, and really looking at how do we modernize these, these programs across the United States to make them um, more meaningful, more user-friendly for the constituency, but also for the business market. You know, we take that quite serious. You know, business was telling us that many times they, um, they do not partner more because we make it more difficult um, for, for them not actually make it easier. And the great dedication that you have, Joyce, in identifying um, individuals with skill sets and talent and building that pipeline that businesses right now are so much in need of. You know, people with disabilities rep represent that untapped resource. And, you know, you've been able to actually do that level of connection that is proving the great success. And if we can replicate that across our country, I really think we can move this needle forward. Yes, I do too, Rita. I really do. Well, Secretary, let me ask you this question. We have with us emails that come in. They come in constantly when we have a guest on the show. But actually, these came in yesterday. So here's the first question from Ted in Maine. 
And it is, first of all, Secretary Landgraf, thanks you, thanks Governor Markell for everything you are doing to help all of us in this country. My question is, do you think the governor will continue impacting other governors? I do. I do. And, you know, the, the, the governor didn't um, just pick this as a subject for the year. Uh, you know, when, when, and I must be honest with you, he um, approached me about this way before he became chair of the National Governors Association, and he said that it was really something that he was committed to doing. Um, he does not have anyone in his family with a disability, but as he toured our state and as he talked to primarily young people in their 20s who were now um, working, you know, um, primarily with the partner, Bank of America has been very supportive of employing people with disabilities. The governor spoke to a, a young gentleman who I believe at that time was 26. And he said, you know, that he was happy he had this job at Bank of America. And the governor said, so what did you do before you got the job at Bank of America? And he said, I sat at home on the couch and watched TV. And so he had exited the school system when he was, like most people, 18 years old. And then he had lost years to sitting at home on, on the, the couch watching TV. And that really resonated with the governor. And, you know, that young man had planted a seed in, in the governor's mind that when he said, when, you know, when I advance in any type of leadership role, thankfully he advanced to be the leader of our state, that he really wanted to address this issue. So his commitment is very, very strong. Along the way, you know, he talked to people about this being the agenda for the National Governors Association, and many individuals actually discouraged him um, from doing that because they said typically an agenda is, you know, really a more of a public policy. Uh, this is, this p individuals with disabilities are a specialized population, uh, you know. So he even came across a little bit of resistance relative to selecting this as, as an agenda item. And he fought back and he said, no, I believe this is really significant. And, you know, I felt very honored that he included me to, to support him um, in working with the National Governors Association to, to, you know, format this agenda and take it on the road and get the level of feedback and connections that we have throughout, throughout the, the U.S. And then we've had over 35 states that participated throughout the year whose governors actually, you know, sent teams. Governors were engaged with this initiative. And we, we still are getting emails relative to what governors have taken back to their states to promote, um, you know, within their, their own state. So, you know, right now, the governor is concentrating on Delaware. You know, he meets with me on an ongoing basis to say, how is Delaware going to move this needle more effectively forward? And we're working on that. So he will indeed stay very, very committed. You know, I think when he took this on the road, uh, we all learned more, which is great, from each other. <clears throat> and it just resonated for him, you know, that, that, that the need to, to keep pushing this forward. So to answer Ted's question, I do believe that the governor will stay very engaged. And thank you, Ted. Um, you know, for, for asking that question, and I, I'll make sure that the governor is aware of it. That is awesome. Hey, if you just joined us, we're talking to Secretary Rita Landgraf from the first state in the great state of Delaware about the commitment from Governor Markell and the secretary to the employment of people with disabilities. You don't want to miss this. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than three million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to A Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. How do you know if you're living with an addict? If you think you know all the recognizable signs, you probably don't. If you're listening to and reading from the so-called experts, you probably don't. You need to hear from a parent, just like yourself, who has been there and can tell you what it's like firsthand. Please listen to Afflicted by Addiction with Bradley DeHaven, Our program is heard every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. It just might save your life or the life of someone you love. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-472. 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back to the show. And if you just tuned in, we're talking to Secretary Rita Landgraf, Secretary of Health and Social Services from the great state of Delaware, where the CEO of that state, Governor Jack Markell, is leading the way nationally with Secretary Landgraf talking about the employment of people with disabilities. So, Secretary, even before you came into this area, you did work a long time in the disability community. Uh, What all did you do in that area? Well, um, you know, primarily my first introduction was in the area of of employment and um, actually supporting consumers with disabilities through the vocational rehabilitation process. Then I um, actually went into a career as an executive director of a not-for-profit, uh, a state age at, at not-for-profit, the ARC of Delaware, which was, we were a state ARC, uh, not a local ARC. And as part of being the executive director there, I saw a gap in, in services relative to the employment arena and started creating uh, job placement, job development for individuals with intellectual disabilities and had the great opportunity in doing that in uh, really uh, connecting with a lot of business leaders uh, through, throughout our state. And uh, that just kind of gave me some insights that I brought forward in working with the governor relative to the NGA and, and initiative and hearing from businesses what they need. And Joyce, you know, very well that what businesses need, you know, is that pipeline and better um, that talent pool that many times they do not necessarily have access to or do they do not consider that people with disabilities are that untapped resource. And, you know, we formulated several different partnerships with a variety of businesses. Uh, in Delaware, you know, we had a pretty dynamic financial market and um, at that time time MBNA was um, the the banking industry that was growing here in, in Delaware and they uh, immediately got this and immediately wanted to talk about how do we integrate people with disabilities into our workplace uh, and the value of diversity within the workplace it makes for a stronger organization a better bottom line which was the governor's you know, framing of his NGA agenda. So, you know, I learned quite early um, in my career the value of employment, not only for myself, the value of employment for me, but also the, the value of employment 
in, for that untapped resource for not only the individuals with disabilities, but for those that were employing them. And, and Joyce, you know, um, you've been in this market as well. And, you know, you know, once people start identifying this untapped resource, they come back for, for more, and then they're champions of this. So, you know, this can continue to be replicated. Um, I think, you know, we've been surprised sometimes that it hasn't taken off to the degree that we want it to take off, but I think that's because many times there's misinformation that is out there. The cost of accommodation, sometimes, you know, and employers think that it might be too costly. Well, we know that that is not actually true. You know, the average cost is $500 or, or less. Uh, you know, many times people are just fearful of the unknown. So, you know, we can, we can uh, peer businesses up with other businesses. We've seen that happen across the country. Walgreens is a phenomenal champion of hiring people with, with disabilities in my own state. You know, we're getting a lot of great activity around our bar association about hiring people with, with disabilities. So right now, there seems to be, and I want to credit Governor Markell, there seems to be a real thirst for, you know, who can we as businesses and as state government, who can we connect with that will assist us in creating a robust uh, recruitment program, uh, look inside our own practices and policies and, you know, are we disability-friendly organizations? working with the U United States Business Leadership Network. You know, Jill Houghton was, was very instrumental in our work across the United States as part of the NGA. So we have a lot of great innovation happening across our country. What the governor wanted to be able to do was to capture that and then to offer a toolkit primarily to his colleagues, other governors and their teams, to be able to replicate the great things that are happening, you know, stateside and share those best practices. Wow. That is unbelievable. That is awesome. And we have Alinda here from Florida that says, Secretary Landgraf, thanks to you, thanks to the governor for everything he's doing. Please, please, please don't let him stop. I don't know if anyone would ever carry the flag the way he did. And, and that's terrific. And, and thank you for that comment. You know, I, and again, I get to, I'm actually going to see the governor on Friday and I will share, you know, the, the great, the, the, the great compliments because, you know, the governor, and the governor is very, very modest when it comes to this. And, and Joyce, you're aware, well aware of that. You know, the, the governor wants to see the outcome. You know, he, he uh, again, whatever hat he will wear, he is a true believer, and he will continue to work towards moving this needle forward and assuring people have access, and again, <clears throat> that individuals can, can reach that American dream, which we know employment is significant in that. We know that people with disabilities, you know, um, actually many times are more or less pushed into poverty so they can access Medicaid. Well, from my lens, that's a flawed public policy. Why would we want to keep people impoverished? Uh, you know, really, when I think of my mission here stateside, promote self-sufficiency. That's not affording people the opportunities just because they have a disability. So we're looking at how can we leverage our benefits in a way that actually will enforce prosperity, not poverty. And, you know, how do we afford people opportunities? Again, starting with the school system. How do we assure people get that career exploration? I have a wonderful woman that works for me here in the office of the secretary, Alyssa, and she's 23 years old. And she, through her school system, had the opportunity to actually experience a variety of, of careers. She's a phenomenal young woman. She got to participate in Project Search, which, which Joyce, I believe you're familiar with. 
And what I found now as her employer is she came well-poised to take on anything. I did not have to engage in any type of specialized supports or training because she was offered that career exploration while she was in school. You know, she landed here ready to go, top-notch employee. You know, she's teaching me things actually on my smartphone that I never knew existed, technology, you know, savvy, and, and everybody, we are a better office of the secretary. We are a better department because, believe me, everybody in the department knows her because she works here. And that's what I would like to promote, you know, not only within my department, but with my colleagues on the governor's cabinet and then beyond. Well, you know, the one thing you said, why would we want people to be dependent on the governor, uh, government. Why would we not want them to be taxpayers? This always astonishes me. And, and actually, that just so everyone understands this, Governor Markell was the chairman of the National Governors Association, you know, with all the governors. And every year, that chair has to choose an initiative. And as Secretary Landgraf said, there were people that didn't even think he should do that, but he did. And he talked about this with the secretary all across the United States, and it has made a big difference. And that brings me to a better bottom line, employing people with disabilities. What a great title is that. Um, Secretary, why did he choose that as his theme? And, and he, he chose that as a theme because that's what he believes. You know, he, he believes employing people with disabilities will produce a better bottom line. He, he doesn't, you know, he, and he's been really clear this is not about charity. This is not about pity. This is about a talented resource. This is about productivity. And what we learned, those, those workforces that embrace that diversity actually do have a higher productivity level. And, and again, you know, we, we talk about misconceptions relative to hiring people with disabilities. We talk about is it going to bring an additional cost of accommodation. What we're seeing in the field is actually the opposite. And what I've heard, Joyce, from a lot of the colleagues across the country, it also brings another lens to the table and another problem-solving lens. We all, it, it provides that workplace the ability to, to have a variety of thought process that many of the times then produce a better product for that particular company or organization and therefore produce a better outcome. I know when I went up to Walgreens to their, their distribution center in Connecticut, you know, they, they have a, a value in that distribution center that they're trying to incorporate across Walgreens that they hired 50% of people with disabilities and 50% of people without disabilities. And I remember they used this example of watching a, a young man um, who happened to be deaf who wanted to, to drive the heavy, the heavy equipment, the, the um, forklift there um, that they use within in the warehouse. And some of the people within Walgreens were really concerned about that from a safety perspective. But you know what they found out, Joyce? That he was safer than any other of the forklift drivers. So now what they do is they make all the other forklift drivers actually wear earplugs because then it's less distracting and actually their safety has increased because of that. So it's almost like the reverse accommodation that led for a better safety plan for that warehouse and what they're getting in that warehouse too, that's their highest producing warehouse. And what they believe is because of the diversity of the workforce, they have to constantly possibly rethink things that make them actually more efficient and more productive. So, so again, you know, that's what all businesses want. They, they, they are concerned about their bottom line. How do they get to the better bottom line? We found that, you know, part of that answer, it's the linkage with a talented workforce that happens to be individuals with disabilities. Wow. And everyone, they can reach this. Is that right, Secretary? Absolutely. Absolutely. How do, how do they do that? Well, and, and, you know, and, and again, the, the, how we want to, as a system, and now I'm talking as a government system, you know, it behooves us to listen 
to what these best practices are, to incorporate it, to have peer support. So you have businesses, Walgreens is not only committed to ensuring this happens, you know, throughout their business network, not only within their warehouse, but now within their retail sector, you know, they can, they've talked to other organizations like your Amazons, like your Lowe's, like your Home Depot, you know, and saying, you know, warehouse is warehouse. This is working for us. We've got a great business model. You know, it's not about competition. It's about how we all, you know, can, can um, advance our businesses. It makes for a better economy and economic development. And like you said earlier on, Joyce, you know, the fact that our programs from a government perspective actually, you know, promote and, and uh, keep people at, an imp- at a poverty level is, again, like flawed. What, what we want to be able to do, and, and government spends billions of dollars you know, first, uh, we spend dollars in early intervention. We spend billions of dollars in our education system, right? So from an investment perspective, what we want for the population is to have a career that is satisfying to them and that they can advance from with, within and to offer that talent pool to our businesses and to our future leaders of tomorrow. That is so true. And listen, Secretary, how do they get a copy of A Better Bottom Line Employing People with Disabilities? Well, you can go on the National Governors Association website, or you can actually go on Governor Jack Markell's uh, governor's website, and there's a link there to get, the, to get that blueprint. And speaking of the NGA, you know, the, the one thing that I think that the National Governors Association team learned through this process, too, they have an ongoing division that's dedicated to workforce development. And now I think you will see that individuals with disabilities will be embedded in what they do moving forward relative to workforce development. And Governor Fallon from Oklahoma was vice chair of the NGA while Governor Markell was chair of the NGA. And her initiative is about workforce development. So we think from the NGA perspective, you will continue to see, you know, the the marketing of individuals with disabilities as part of the overall workforce development agenda. Okay, that is awesome. And I would encourage everyone to go to that. It is such a great, uh, how shall I say, the strategy that was put forth, so definitely go and get that. Um, Secretary, as you mentioned earlier, it has been quite uh, quite a barrier to overcome employment. You know, the ADA was written in 1990. Oh, we've accomplished so much with uh, curb cuts, you know, closed caption, housing, transportation. One thing, though we haven't been able to overcome yet, is the employment of people with disabilities. My question, why, why do you think this has been so abysmal? Well, and, and you know, Joyce, I, I do believe that, that we have made strides, but I think, you know, um, any type of bureaucratic structure, um, it's, you know, sometimes I've heard people compare it to the Titanic, and, you know, it's, it can be rather slow moving in its progression, um, but I, I, I think, you know, even in sometimes in the housing arena, and there's other things that you mentioned, I don't believe that we have completely fully embraced the, the merits of the, the ADA. You know, the curb cuts were tangible, very structural, but we're talking about how do we take public policy and how do we shift that to, you know, more of a focus on meaningful, productive employment for people with disabilities. And, you know, again, we have some public uh, programs that have been in play for a long time. I mentioned Medicaid. You know, many times individuals with disabilities were fearful of losing the Medicaid program if they became employed, and then they were fearful if that job didn't work out or if there were circumstances that it would be difficult then to get back on Medicaid. So they never progressed to actually, you know, exploring the the job market. Now, 
with the Affordable Care Act, you know, disability is no longer a pre-existing condition. So the access to health insurance will be there for people with disabilities, similar to anybody. And, you know, and that's why I think the Medicaid program can offer us some opportunities that can look at how do we build that Medicaid program that will support people that typical health insurance will not but that will afford them opportunities, again, to advance in their employment. And and I call it the modernization of these public programs. And, you know, it it is rather, when you think about the ADA, you know, passing in the 1990s, and we're still having these level of conversations, you know, it is kind of daunting that we aren't further along than we could have been. But I also see that other things are starting to fall into alignment, like the Affordable Care Act, that we have now that, you know, in, in, in out there and that will afford people opportunities, like Governor Markell's, the NGA initiative, like the work that's being done in transition in the education system. You know, so I do believe um, we have some tools that are now on the table that we can put those together and then elevate this this forward. Again, being the large bureaucracy that government tends to be, you know, sometimes we don't move as quickly as one would hope. And that brings me back to when I came into government, you know, and, and I questioned Joyce, could I be more effective as the activist and as the advocate on the outside constantly hammering at government that we got to move quicker. And I really had to have, you know, a, a conversation with myself. Is this in the best interest of, of, of elevating this agenda? Of course, being under a leader like Governor Markell, it didn't take me long to say I'm going into the cabinet because there's no time like right now that I can really elevate this with the governor to be very, very meaningful. And, you know, in, indeed, you know, he actually elevated that across the nation, just not just in, in, in Delaware. But, but I think you're talking about bureaucratic, you know, systems, and they're sometimes really difficult to, to turn around. But we have great pockets of states that are doing some phenomenal work. You in Pittsburgh are doing some phenomenal work, you know, with with the private sector. You're doing great work with the federal government. We can now look to the federal government as a leader in this, and government is government. We can replicate that state side, county side, city side, you know, so that can carry through um, when we look at employment of, of people with disabilities in Washington State is doing some incredible work. So, you know, in, in this arena, we definitely want to pull from the best and, and replicate. Well, I think we have some good companies that we can look at, and I think we can have a great person to talk about that. We have a caller on the line. Jill, are you on the line? I am. Oh, Jill Houghton. Hey, Jill. Hello. And and thank you. Thank you, Joyce Bender, and, and thank you, Secretary Langraff. Uh, you just hit the nail on the head. The time is now. And thanks to Governor Merkel and, and Secretary Langraff and, and you, Joyce, for, for elevating this important issue of employment of people with disabilities. Um, you know, on behalf of the USBLN, we're excited about bringing our affiliates together Uh, on September 30th, right around the corner at our national conference. And one of the things on the agenda with our affiliates is what can our BLNs do across the country to join uh, uh, and help make Governor Markell's blueprint uh, a reality? Oh, Jill, that's awesome. That is awesome, and I will be at that conference, by the way. Jill's talking about the United States Business Leadership Network Conference, uh, and I want to tell you what Jill has done there is phenomenal. And I know, Secretary Jill, you don't know this, but she mentioned you earlier on the show about how you're working together, correct, Secretary? That's absolutely right. I, I mean, you know, Jill, Jill is that heartbeat of, of that business network, and that's what it's all about. Well, and thank you, Secretary Langraff, for, 
for acknowledging that employment um, also includes self-employment. And, and Joyce Fender is a great example of that, right? As, as one of our very first certified disability-owned businesses, we're so proud uh, to have that affiliation with Bender Consulting. And, um, and we look forward to working with you, Secretary, in identifying um, businesses that are also owned by people with disabilities and, and working to get them access to um, contract opportunities, whether it's in government or it's in the private sector. Absolutely. I, t- I think, you know, that's a, a, a low-hanging fruit that, that should already, you know, Joyce was talking about um, sometimes why is it taking us so long since the 1990 enactment of the ADA, and here's some real, you know, tools that you can put into play that will gain greater access for people with, with disabilities. And, and this is not a difficult thing for states to do, to, to you know, disability-owned businesses to be on our, our vendor, our minority vendor list. Right. And, I mean, <clears throat> as you said, that's not hard to do. And, Jill, before you go, I just want to say you, too, are a national civil rights leader. You know, I've jo- known Jill for such a long time, and her enthusiasm and passion is unwavering. So, Jill, thank you for everything you're doing also. Well, thank you, and I uh, look forward to, to seeing you real soon. And Secretary Landgraf, uh, again, thank you so much for your leadership, and I uh, look forward to continuing to work together. Thank you, Jill. Such an awesome person she is. And I think it's so exciting because that's what it's all about, private sector, Working, that's where the jobs are, working, talking about the employment of people with disabilities. So speaking about that, Secretary Landgraf, what are your plans to continue making Delaware the star state on employment issues for people with disabilities? Because the difference here, first state, first time to my knowledge, that from the top down through the whole state, is this initiative so strong? So what are you going to do to keep that going? Well, you know, um, as I said earlier, we're really looking stateside at, at, this, at this point. And actually, uh, Jill Houghton will be in our state coming up, along with Governor Markell and myself, um, to host the Delaware Business Leadership Network and um, to invite more businesses to join us in, in that approach. So right now we're kind of on that outreach campaign. And stateside, you know, again, um, the governor and I feel strongly that we have to walk this walk. And the governor is CEO of the state government here in Delaware. We need to look inside at our own practices. And, you know, I, uh, sadly, I'm, I must say we need some work in that area. Yeah, many um, people that are employed here at the state do not disclose that they have a disability. So we started a survey of, um, of our employees that are within our executive branch, and uh, the governor kicked it off two weeks ago. Um, and actually, the first day, we had 1,000 people respond. And, you know, what I'm hearing, the University of Delaware is actually hosting the survey for us, that they've never had that high of a response rate this early in a, in a survey. So, you know, we believe, and, and the employees, what we're asking of the employees, you know, first we would like to know if, if they would feel comfortable disclosing, but also, you know, feedback relative to they feel that this environment is a disability-friendly environment. Do we respect the diversity of, of our workforce? So that survey will be out for four weeks. Um, the, the, the second week and the third week, they get a letter from me ahead of time asking them to invest time to fill out the survey. I've asked all the cabinet um, secretaries to actually, you know, promote it within their respective agencies and to support people in completing it, um, you know, because really uh, what we want people to know is that we value, you know, we value our workforce, we value people with disabilities, we see the benefit from our perspective in that diversity level. And Joyce, I must tell you, I've had more employees come up to me and thank me 
you know, for for um, this level of outreach. I've had others share some pretty significant things that also tell me that, you know, we have more work to do um, in in this, this area, but they want to help, you know. Um, so stateside, you know, initially that's what we want to be able to do. We want to create a one-stop website. Um, here in Delaware, we offer something called selective placement, that if people uh, would like a job in state government and they have a disability, they don't have to go through our merit system, um, and that was to increase the, the pipeline, but very few people even know about it. You know, so, so there's some barriers that we had put into play, maybe good intentions, but, you know, we have put some barriers in place, and we have a team that goes across the cabinet that's dedicated to looking at that, refining it and, you know, really trying to be a leader. Because if we're going to ask others, you know, we have to walk our own talk. And um, so right now I'm highly focused on, on making that happen. You know, I just wish we could just get you and the governor and clone you across the country. Yeah. Well, and You I think- are just a wonderful person. And the governor, what he's doing is exactly what other governors need to do. And I hope they will look to Governor Markell with his leadership and see that it's not about pity. It's not about charity. It's about the bottom line. It's about improving business. That's what it's all about. And if people can just see that, that there's this unlimited talent pool of people we will make so much so much so much progress and you know i've said it before i'll say it again governor markell has no idea the impact he's had on thousands and thousands of lives by taking this stand i i you're right on joyce right on and and that's why there's we have a great opportunity you know, to, to really embrace the spirit of the ADA and, and bring that full force to, to the ground in the area of employment. Well, you know, uh, Secretary, there are businesses listening to the show today. What advice would you like to give them? Well, first, expectation, you know, and, and think of people with disabilities as that untapped talent pool. Um, and actually, Joyce, you know, um, to connect with you, um, you have a wealth of knowledge and experience in this arena in looking at, you know, meeting with the businesses, understanding what their needs are, and then how to provide qualified, talented candidates to meet that, that need. Uh, and it's really about that. You know, it's, it, it's really about the pool of talented individuals who many times were not recognized in this employment arena. And I know businesses are always looking for a talented workforce. And, you know, Joyce, through your organization and your company, you have that ability to pull together that, that pipeline, um, you know, regardless what state you're in. Uh, and, and making making that happen, and you have that that tremendous um, business model to 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 make that that happen. And I would also encourage businesses for whatever state they're in to talk to the governors and ensure you know um, that many of them have been engaged with Governor Markell's initiative and say, I want to partner with you, Governor, and make this initiative a reality in our state. Uh, you know, I, I think that level of support will really give it the wind, you know, to keep it moving forward and, again, moving that needle forward more dramatically um, than, than where we have been. Oh, and let me tell you, when you go to the governor of a state and you get that person behind you, trust me, things will happen. They will happen. So, Secretary, oh, my goodness, you've already accomplished so much in your life. Um, what would you consider your greatest accomplishment? My, my greatest accomplishment, I think, is having this opportunity. 
Um, you know, um, most of my life and Teresa, I don't know if I've ever told you about how I first became acquainted with people with disabilities because it started quite young. It started when I was 11 years old in my neighborhood and there was a young man with a disability who ventured forth into my neighborhood and I'll never forget it because we did not really treat him all that well. And it left, it left a hole in my heart and in my soul. And, you know, I call him Mike on the red bike because he would come down on his bike. And I remember at an early age, you know, making a commitment to myself uh, that I would dedicate, you know, my career towards enhancing the lives of individuals with disabilities because I saw the capability in Mike, but yet, you know, he was kind of like the jokester of the neighborhood, and I also saw the pain in, in Mike. Incidentally, later in my life, through my career, I, you know, joined up with Mike again, and he's doing quite well. Um, he is, is working, he's married, and he's living the American dream. You know, so for me, the greatest accomplishment is to be able to take a passion that Mike gave to me as my earliest teacher in the world of disability and to be able to embrace that passion and to be able to do this day in and day out and continuously for me to evolve as a human and to be able to bring that to the ground in the most meaningful way is is a gift that that I was given. <clears throat> Am I glad you were given that gift? Boy, but, are we lucky about that, Secretary. Well, you know, meeting you. you. Are, listen to me. You are really a phenomenal person. And in behalf of all Americans with disabilities, I thank you and I thank the governor for what he is doing to impact the employment of people with disabilities because the only way you are ever free in this country is if you have employment. So thank you. And, uh, Secretary, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? Well, I would like our listeners to lead on, you know, talk to your governor. You know, the, the governors are well aware of the National Governors Association and this initiative and reach out to them and say that you want to be a champion of the better bottom line and say to your governor, how do we help you in making this more of a reality within our given state? And I hope you're listening. You know, I always say you get a chance to speak up, speak out. And Tony Coelho told me years and years ago, Joyce, if you ever get that chance at the podium, you take it. And that applies to all of you. You know, you can't make things happen if you don't speak up. So once again, Secretary, thank you so much for being with us. And you and the governor continue being those national role models for all of us. Thank you, Joyce. And we end every show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader or a leader in America or the world that has impacted quality of life. And the quote for today is, remember, hiring people with disabilities is just good for the bottom line, said Governor Jack Markell. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Hey, everyone. Talk to you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 